is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Well, last night I spoke to you about the uh, three realms of God. And I talk about one specific, which is the supernatural, the power. So tonight, um, this morning, um, my session will be a lot of things that you already got in the, uh, in the notes. But there's something that I want to, um, one of my passions is to release what I have. And I want you to know and do how to do what I do. I think, uh, you know, there's, a, there's something called impartation. I want you to write it down. What is impartation? Impartation is when you receive the word impartation. Romans chapter 1 verse 11 says this. Paul says, I want to go to you guys because I want to communicate. I want to impart a gift. Gift. So what is he saying? He's saying... The word in part, the word communicate, Spanish is communicate, means to share a portion of what he had. To give virtue, to give something that you don't have. In other words, you have been given by God a measure. Say with me, a measure. Can you say it louder? A measure. So there's a measure that you have that I don't have. And there's a measure I do have that you don't have. So the reason for the impartation is to give you something that you don't have. So my, you know, uh, strong anointing, not giving you my mantle, the impartation from the mantle that I operate with. So that impartation is for you to receive something that you don't have. So the reason I'm telling you is because this morning I want to impart what I have. You didn't sound so excited, but that's okay. So that, that's the main thing. How do you know you receive the impartation? Well, things that you couldn't do before, when you get the impartation, you can do them. You pray for the sick and now you get healed. You got something get into your spirit because you got a portion. You got a share. You got something that you didn't have. So let's, let's go back to the scriptures. And let me share with you exactly in how to walk in the supernatural. How to walk in the supernatural, which is what Pastor Miles was talking. And, and just to give you very simple revelations, not principles. I gave you the principles yesterday. But today a very simple revelation. And with the experience that I have seen and administered for 20 years, and I have seen in others, I can share with you something that you can come out from here saying, I can move in the supernatural. Okay? Are you ready? Okay, before I enter to teach you the supernatural and how to do it, I want to teach you something very important. This is the foundation before I give you the whole thing. You know, as an apostle, Paul says, I am a, I'm a builder. I'm an architect, so I know what block I need to put in your spiritual building. So before we, we, we teach or develop the whole teaching, let me, I want you to write it down. There are three dimensions of the supernatural. I got it in the book here, how to walk in the supernatural, but I want you to write it down. 
Number one. Three dimensions of the supernatural. Number one. The first dimension of the supernatural is faith. Say with me, faith. The second dimension of the supernatural is the anointing. And the third dimension of the supernatural is the glory of God. So say with me, faith, anointing, and glory. Can you say it louder? There you go. Hey. Okay, now, we spoke last night. I taught you about the realms of God. I taught you about um, the kingdom. Kingdom. King dominion. When you see the kingdom, is king dominion. His lordship. His dominion. His will coming on earth. Bringing that reality into heaven, into earth. So, whenever you see power, say with me, power. Power, many people think the power is power. Well, when you go to the scriptures, you will find the word power and you will discover in the Greek, which is the word dunamis. But there's something special on the power. And I want you to write it down. In the area, there's 10 aspects of the power of God. Remember, that's my mandate. So that's, you know, number one. There are 10 aspects of the power of God. I'm not going to give you the 10 because it would take me the whole morning. But I just want to give you a quick reference for you to know where are we going. The power of God and the glory of God are two different things. The power of God is a virtue, is an attribute of God. The glory of God is who God is intrinsically. And the power is part of who God is. So many people think the glory is the same thing as the power. No. The power, God... Uh, let me put it this way. Let me finish the aspects of the power and then we go into the glory. I don't want to jump into it. Number one. In the area of miracles, the power of God is called faith. In the, areas, in the area of miracles, the power of God is called faith. Number two. In the area of law, the power of God is called authority. Three. In the area of ministry is called the anointing. Are you here? In the area of money, finances... The power of God is called wealth. Romans, I mean, Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. I'm giving you power to do wealth. The Hebrew says, I'm giving you wealth to do wealth. So in the area of finances, the power of God is called wealth. In the area of ministry is called the anointing. In the area of character, character is called grace. Are you here? So, there are more. I, I don't want to get into all of them. But let's get the area of ministry. And the area of ministry is called the anointing.
So, the first dimension of the supernatural is faith, the anointing, which is one aspect of the power of God. Yeah, let me give you another one. This is very important. And this is for you to take your city <laughs> and take your territory by force. In the area of... Well, let me put it this way. In the area of um, spiritual warfare, the power of God is called dominion. That is the highest... That is the highest, and it's what it called also territorial power. That is the highest level of power when you take dominion. I wish I can hear a big amen. In other words, that is why when the kingdom comes to a place, the kingdom comes to take dominion. And a dominion, when a king takes dominion over a territory, listen, two kings cannot exist or coexist in the same territory. That is why it's so violent. Because when the kingdom comes, demons have to be removed from bodies, from, from territories. So in the area of a territory or in the area of dominion uh, is called uh, uh, the area of, 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 of ter territorial power is called dominion. Say with me, dominion. dominion. Say it louder. Dominion. dominion. So that is the highest level of power. Let me tell you, that was the power was given to Adam in the beginning. When you act in dominion, you are acting in the highest level of power. In other words, when you take control over certain principalities and powers, when you take controls over certain territories, you are in control. You are in dominion. This is another session for three hours. It's just dominion. Can I hear an amen? amen. Just dominion. So just to give you an idea, in the area of spiritual warfare, the power of God is called might. In the area of spiritual warfare, the power of God is called might. Strengthening the Lord in the power of His might. That was the power that acted upon Samson. Remember when Samson, he was, he received the power and, and, and strength. That's very, that's what I call spiritual force, strength, mighty. So, understanding this, let me give you the three dimensions of the supernatural. Faith. Say with me, faith. What is faith? We know already, we go to the scriptures and I can give it to you and read about faith, Hebrews 11.1. 1. But let me give you a very simple definition. Faith is the ability to believe the unreasonable. Faith is the ability to believe the unreasonable. In other words, you're not walking in faith if you're still reasoning things. In other words, 
one of the keys that to move in the supernatural, remember this is the session about how to do it. But one of the keys, let me do it in advance, because I wanted to give it you I wanted to give it to you at the end, but I want to give it to you now. One of the key to move in the supernatural is to disconnect your mind. I don't think you got it. In other words, Pastor, but I have to use my mind. Well, I didn't say you have to use your mind. I didn't say that. In the natural, we need our reason. We need common sense. I want very intelligent people. But when we, when we get into the supernatural, things will not make sense. So when you disconnect your reason, when God speaks to you and tells you, the Lord said to me, I want you to buy a land for the next building for 20,000 people. He told me in the middle of the big crisis in the economy, And he spoke to me. He said, I want you to go and look for a land. And then he said, you will pay half price. I didn't have the money. And when I went to see the place, 102 acres of land. When I went to see the place, the owner said, this cost $19 million. No numbers didn't work, the crisis, but I know I disconnected my mind long time ago. I wish I can, I, there's some people here, I'm going to mess up your mind. I'm not saying stop using your mind in the natural. Did you understand, right? Because some people go to the extreme. I don't need my mind. Wait, 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 wait. God gave you the mind and your reason and common sense for this natural dimension. But when you're getting into miracles, when you're getting into signs and wonders, when you're getting into do things and exploit, doing exploits for God, you need to disconnect your mind. Yes, so I moved in faith. Faith is to believe the unreasonable. We were created and designed for an appetite. We got an appetite for the impossible. When there's nothing that challenged me, I am, I am sad. I want a bigger challenge. I want to jump higher. I want to go into another dimension. Because we were designed for great things. Are you sleepy today? Are you, uh, can you say amen? I'm, do something. So I moved and I said, I, I started driving around Miami. And I said, well, let me check where I'm going to find some big place. And five minutes from the place that we are now, there's 102 acres. So I went to speak to the owner. He said, $19 million. And I said, too expensive. You call me when you want to sell it. He called me back three months later. He said, okay, you, you want to buy the land? I am losing it. And he said, I want you to give me 15 million. And then I said, no, too expensive. Call me back 12 million. I said, no, too expensive. And then 10 million, I say, no. And then 11 million, then went back to 6.2 million. And I said, I'll buy it. Well, where is the money? I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. I needed six, I need 
what, two million, I don't know, two million dollars to pay the uh, payment. And in 12 months, we pay it cash. 6.2 million dollars. Now, when I finished the closing of the land, one of the commissioners of the city came to me. They said, Pastor, did you know you should, what you just bought? I said, no. He goes, in 2015, all the main highways and expressways will come into your land. And your land will cost $50 million. The reason? I did it because I disconnect this head. Touch your neighbor and tell him your head. Your, your reason is on the way. Your, your, your logic is on the way. The impossible is based on logic and founded in reason. Reason. When you, God speaks to you, the reason, reason, <laughs> don't comprehend, is because anything is out of its domain will reject it. I wish I can hear an amen. Reason said, I can't. That is impossible. That I can't. That's too big. That's, I, I, I can't. I can't. Because it's out of its dominion. That is the reason faith comes in. And when faith comes in, then faith is made for the impossible. To believe the impossible. And then that's the reason God gave you tongues. But in church, tongues are supernatural. We don't pray in tongues anymore. We don't sing in tongues anymore. So when your mind and your reason get in your way, you go, Come on. Let's go. I wanted to hear you talking tongues. When your mind said it is impossible, you can't buy it. When your mind said that is too big, that I can't do it, that is it. You go, pass by your mind. Pass past your mind. Pass by your reason. Pass by Oh, oh, say, elaborasa. Reason is the guillotine of faith. So faith, we have reduced faith to confession. Faith has been reduced to just confession. Faith is not natural. Faith is supernatural. And it was given to you to have access to that presence, to that dominion, to eternity called, called the spiritual realm. Can I hear an amen? There's a second thing about faith, and I want you to write it down. This is also in my book, but I want you to write it down. The Bible says faith is the substance of the things hoped for. Listen, faith, now faith is. What is your translation in the scripture? When you go to Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith, say with me, faith. Say it louder, please. Now, listen to this. Faith. Now. Faith is. Now, no, no, wait. Now. Faith is. Past. The present. Is compressed in one tense. Thank you, sister. The past. 
and the presence is compressed in one tense, which is... Some of you, you didn't get it. Okay, the past and the presence comes in one tense, in one, which is called... If it's not now, it's not faith. Now, God will open the doors for a new building. Now, the Lord will open the door for a new job. Now, the Lord will open the door to buy the land. Now, 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 the Lord will do it. Now, when? Now, we confuse hope with faith. Optimism. Uh, Faith is now. When is it? Now. So, Faith is supernatural. Faith is now. And we understand. I can speak to you about that, the first dimension for a while. Now let's go to the second dimension. The first dimension of the supernatural is faith. Say with me, faith. Faith. Say with me, now. Now. Say it louder, now. Now. Now is now. The manifestation might not happen now, but in the spirit you got it now. And now, when you believe it, is now. Faith is now. now. Faith is now. We always talk about the future, what God will do and the revivals that are coming. And, and we talk about so many things about tomorrow. What about now? There are apostles and prophets of the first day, second day, and third day. What do you mean? First day and second day apostles and prophets, they always talk about the future, what God will do. Third day prophet, they always talk about now. God is in the now. That's why his name is I am. I am now. I am now. I am whatever you want me to become for you. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your God. I am your provider. But let me tell you, the problem is we got a theology of God is the provider of people, but not my provider. We need to have an experience with God as my provider. Can I hear it? Amen. All right. Second dimension of the supernatural. Faith. There's so much that I can t- speak on faith. But the second dimension of the supernatural is anointing. Say with me, the anointing. the anointing. I can give you so many definitions about this. Robin and, and Smirin. And there's so many things I can speak on in the anointing. You can get into my chapter of the book. But let me give you just a very simple definition. I'm a very simple guy. And let me put it this way. The anointing is the power of God to do his works on earth it's very simple it's the power of God using me using you to do his works on earth remember the aspect of the power the anointing is to do ministry to do his works to heal the sick and the Luke chapter 4 verse 18 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for for heal the sick to cast out demons for there's a purpose of the anointing there's a for for say it with me for that's the purpose of the anointing for in other words the anointing is for the earth 
You don't need the anointing in heaven. In other words, let me put it this way. When you get to heaven, there's no sick people in heaven. There's no depressed people in heaven. So the anointing is for the earth. Yes, sir. And is God using you to do His works? Is one aspect of His power. Is one aspect called the anointing, the power. And it's to do His works on earth. In other words, you can't take your mantle with you. <laughs> you have to give it away. Because in heaven, you don't need mantles. But what? You're going to cast it out on demons? You need it here. You need it here. I say you need it here. You need it here. So the anointing is for the earth. Number three, listen, the anointing is for the earth. So you don't need the mantle of, you know, in heaven. God using you to do His works. Now, the glory. Say with me, the glory. Say it, glory. The glory of God. What is the glory of God? Let me give you the very simple definition. The glory of God is the manifested presence of God. The glory of God is the manifested presence of God. The word glory is the word kabot. K-A-B-O-D. Kabot. Say with me, kabot. And kabot means weight. There's more than 20 meanings of the word glory. Means It means majesty it means holiness it means power it means um, um, patience it means mercy it means um, there's so many meanings of the word kabat and it was used in the time of the Bible to describe a wealthy man Wait, say with me, wait. wait. Say it louder. Alright. So, kabot. All the aspects of God. Kabot is who God is intrinsically. In essence, who God is. His kabot. His weightiness. Have you been in services where you feel weight in the atmosphere? And there's a difference between power and the glory. I have seen the most impressive miracles in a service. I've seen the power of God in operation. But I haven't felt the presence. Because the anointing is about feeling His power. The presence is about knowing. And there's something different. There's a lot of shout. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of things when the power is going on. But when His presence comes, every rod is laid down. The power of God and the glory of God is the manifest presence of God. And the kabot is who God is and all His attributes and all His nature, holiness, majesty, power, all His attributes, His essence, who God is. Listen. Kabot. Say it with me, Kabot. Say it. But there's just something else about His glory. 
when manifested is not it's not called kabod it's called shekinah a shekinah glory of god shekinah glory of god what is that that is when his kabod is manifested in the physical senses are you here are you gone are you are you die or you your life the shekinah is when it comes visible to the senses when the temple was dedicated the shekinah came in the form of of a cloud and the desert the shekinah came in the form of a of a pillar of fire one of the aspects of the of the glory of god is the fire as a matter of fact listen as a matter of fact moses God revealed himself his his kabod one of the aspects of his kabod revealed to Moses was fire it was the minister of the fire what does it do the fire of his glory the fire of his presence releases passion the person that is not passionate is because he has not been in his presence every time you in his presence you passionate you full of passion passion for what passion for purity passion for holiness passion for soul passion for miracles passion for seeking god passion we need passion in the church when there's no presence there's no passion the presence release the passion can i hear an amen so passion say with me passion so his shekinah i feel it already he's here the shekinah manifests in a visible form and the desert was the pillar of fire the cloud of smoke came into the building but don't you this is what i pray and i pray and i cry out to the lord every day how come in the old testament under of the blood of animals people saw the Shekinah all the time how come we don't see it in the new testament not in the blood of animals but of the blood of jesus better covenant powerful covenant how come we not say it because the Shekinah has become a theological concept something from the past not from the now that's the reason we've been engaged we've been we have an encounter with our theology not with a Shekinah glory of God say amen people help me to preach in other words how come how come we don't see it in the New Testament Shekinah glory of God when God come out from there here from the kabot from his throne and then we visible feel it we visible is impacts the senses you feel it you know god is there when the presence comes to a place hey when the presence comes to a place it brings a sense of now god in the now that's the reason one thing is to live out of principles and one thing is to live out of presence i challenge you there that's the whole message i can go home People are living out of the principles. Principles are powerful, good, awesome. I love them. I practice. But there's some things that God, that God bring God into now. Yeah. 
There's some things with the principle you will never to have a breakthrough. What is one of the principles? Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. I believe. I practice it. But there's something I need to hear. I need to hear. I need the presence now. The voice of God is in the now. When God said to me, look for the land. Look, I didn't get it in principles. I got it in His voice. I got it in the present. I got it right there. Right. God is telling you, come back to my present. Come back to my present. I want to speak to you now. Not out of principles. Out of principles is good. Can I tell you another testimony? One day, I am ministered, yes Lord. I am ministered in Guatemala. And I am so tired. I've been traveling almost half a million miles. And I'm waiting for one of the pastors from another country to pick me up to go preach after I preached in another church. <laughs> and I'm so tired. And the pastor said, there's no commercial flight, so I need to send you a little plane to bring you here. 40 minutes flight. And I said, all right. When the little plane came, it was a little shaker, little, you know, little, the handle, I took the handle and the handle came off. And I said, you want me to fly in this? He was pastor, there's nothing else. I said, I won't go. I'm not going to risk my life. I had to get a hold of the window. And I said, I'm not going to fly it. Not because I'm, I'm proud of it. It's just, this is, I'm not going to risk my life. I get mad and I say Lord how come I need a plane I'm serving you I need a plane this is not for me to go on a vacation I need a I need an airplane I need a jet and suddenly Julio Iglesias came in his 30 million yet with five cheerleaders sunglasses and he parked it in front of me I said devil you are a liar you are a liar devil this worldly singer that is destroying marriages that is bringing people into alcohol and drugs I am restoring marriages I am healing the sick I am bringing young people from drugs I am delivering people I want my jet now I get violent I want you to get violent I want you to get violent I said no more that's it I want to break through I want it listen listen I should have used principles but the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said I will show you a ministry where you're gonna put your seed for your plane God has spoke to me there if I go with principles nothing happened but I need a breakthrough if you need a breakthrough you need to hear God now the presence is now so I did I said all right so the Lord showed me the amount I sold it into this ministry I didn't have it either but I learned to disconnect my head so God brought it I saw it one year later gave me the plane debt free I got my plane here I thought you were going to rejoice more my brother 
You want me to keep going in the little, little plane? I want you to rejoice with me. Ah, praise Jesus. So, business people, God touched business people and gave me offerings. And all of them came together and they gave me the plane. So I got my plane. I don't owe anything. It didn't come because of principles. It came because of the presence now. So the kabots and the Shekinah. The Shekinah is when God comes in the now. The Shekinah is when it, it takes dif- different forms. And all many of my meetings, the cloud had appeared physically. I was ministering in Orlando, Florida. And suddenly, the cloud came. And we saw it in the altar. People started weeping and crying. And for two hours and a half, I didn't lay hands on people. I didn't touch people. Every person, ways of deliverance, ways of healings, people being changed and transformed, created miracles. I didn't lay hands on nobody. So this is what I'm going to tell you. The anointing is God doing the works through us. The glory is God doing His own works. <laughs> I wish I can hear a big amen. <coughs> can you put your hand together and give Him a big praise? Is God doing His own works? Despise your faith. Despise your measure of anointing he does his own works when the Shekinah comes you didn't touch people you just do one thing how do you respond to his Shekinah you respond worshiping in the presence you rest you don't work and the glory you rest you don't work I wish I can hear amen. Come on, guys. And the presence, you don't work. You rest. <coughs> Are you here? <coughs> so the glory of God. The presence of God. Listen. When His Shekinah comes, comes a visible form. I was ministering in El Salvador. Suddenly, we saw the cloud and came. When the cloud came, there was a woman that her uh, eardrums had been removed because of cancer. So she didn't have anything here. When the presence came, the creative come into the visible. And suddenly, Marquitos, and suddenly, that woman came out. Weeping, and she was a doctor. She said, I said, What happened? She was weeping. I didn't touch anybody because it's God Himself doing His works. I just worship. And she said, The Lord created me a brand new uh, system, or whatever they call it, uh, eardrums, the whole thing, whatever we need here. And she was hearing perfectly. God created new. In the presence that created becomes normal. 
in the presence you get creative ideas in the presence comes something oh my god one day i was ministering in argentina and the presence came everybody started weeping and there's a man that one of his kidney had been removed because of cancer so he only had one when the power when the presence came he felt something went back home went back to the doctor the doctor said what is going on I removed the other kidney you got a brand new kidney see if you say this in Africa people go crazy but if you say it in the Bahamas and America praise the Lord yeah Jesus see are you here people the presence the presence of God change your pants please the presence say with me the presence there's unique about his presence every gift every anointing we had the Lord has given us a measure of anointing you don't have it all that's what you need me I don't have it all that's what I need you oh I do have all the gifts you're wrong the Bible says we had been given a measure so the measure of your anointing is put down on the floor the gifts is in the floor it's time to worship him the majesty is here the majesty is here so there's something that changes in the atmosphere when his presence comes there's something your heart wants to read you were made for this you were made for the presence you were made for the presence I want you to stand for a moment listen I know you're gonna get the tape I know you're gonna get the tape but I, I want to tell you the how so I got 11 minutes but let me finish the how listen to move in the supernatural first disconnect your reason two listen two number two take risk take risk what do you mean taking risk am I simple enough you know what do you mean what do I mean when I say taking risk I got my young people they have gone into bars and go with words of knowledge and speak to the people and talk to them got Jesus they got saved got healing they go into the malls and they pray for the people the malls have closed at 2 a.m. in the morning 150 people waiting online for them to be healed and for them to release prophetic words you have to take risk it was risky to go to go look for a land when I didn't have the money but I did it be willing to make mistakes to move in the supernatural is not just nice sermons you need to take a risk number three be bold the stories of bold people in the scriptures 
had inspired thousands. Inspire others when they see their boldness. One of my girls, 18 years old, police officer stopped her. And she said, you were, you were, I mean, he said you were, I mean, 65 miles per hour in an area of 40. And she started talking to the police officer. He said, there's something wrong with you. There's some, can you got cancer in your body. And the police officer started weeping. And, and he said, how did you know this? He received Jesus. Got convicted. And then the moment he got a bunch of allergies in his body. The moment she prayed for him, he was instantly healed. And he sent an email to me saying, Pastor, my life was so ever changed in a second. A little 18 years old, bold girl. Give a word of knowledge. I want you to take risk. I want you to take risk. You didn't hear what I said. I want you to take risk. Be bold. Number four, renew your mind. You can't move in the supernatural with natural mind. To enter in the dimension of the supernatural, you need a renewed mind. The presence of God is here. Close your eyes for a moment and lift your hands. Many of you need an encounter, a fresh encounter with His presence. We worship you. There's one thing we do in His presence. Worship. I said worship. 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 Listen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. yes. This is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I want you to look at me for a moment. What enters you? What brings the kabod into the Shekinah in your life? Revelation. God will not manifest beyond His revealed, where He's revealed. And let me put it this way. God manifests His Shekinah in two places. Where He is continually revealed and where He is continually worshipped in spirit and in truth. So that Shekinah comes when you worship. But this is something the Holy Spirit just remind me. You enter in that Shekinah dimension of the glory of God. Listen, you enter in that dimension. But for you to stay there, you need to be thirsty and hungry. If you're not hungry, if you're not thirsty, you will not be in His presence very long. You need to cry out to Him this morning. He's here. I said, He's here. Cry out to Him. Cry out. <laughs> Are you hungry? Are you thirsty?
every eye closed, please. See, I said many people don't respond to the presence. So the presence is when you respond to it. How? In worship. You know, worship in the scriptures. Worship in the scripture. Worship in the scriptures. Can you put it up, please? Worship in the scriptures. Praise is exalting God with shout, dancing, music. Worship always has to do with a posture of the body. Lifting your hands, bowing your heads, prostrating in God's presence. Worship is more an attitude than dancing. Worship is, is more than just talking to God. There's so many of you being so along. You've not been in His presence. I want you to start crying out for His presence. Crying out for, I am hungry for your presence, Jesus. I am hungry. Lift your hands. in your presence that is where I want to be 